Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 161 for the first of ER in a leap year. So happy Rosh Chodesh. Today is the second day of Rosh Chodesh. And we've been discussing, we are still in the middle of chapter 44, and we've been discussing different types of love of God. Some types of love of God, which we need to work at. Some types of love of God, which are accessible to everybody. Some which are not as accessible. Some which are easier to attain, not as easy to attain. And some types of love, which we actually don't have to work at at all, which are actually totally innate and natural inside of us. It's part of our DNA as Jews. And these types of love, namely two types of love, which which we've discussed that fall into this category, is actually going to be the subject of today's episode. And what we're going to be talking about in relation to them is if these two types of love are innate, and let's review what these two types of love are, these two types of innate love that every single Jew possesses as part of their DNA. The first one relates to our lives. The first one, as we mentioned, talks about the fact that every single one of us loves our lives. And most of us are pretty conscious of that, that we love being alive. And the really, the root of this sense of really loving to be alive is really this, because Our life is ultimately God. God is the life of our life. God is the source of our life. So thus, when we feel this feeling of loving to be alive and recognizing that we love to be alive, this is actually a reflection of our innate love of God because God is our life force. The second type of innate love is actually related to the willingness that we have to sacrifice our lives, interestingly enough. So on the one hand, it's like we love our lives. On the other hand, we're, we we're, we have a willingness to sacrifice our life, our lives. Why? Because this is a love of uh, that's related to the way that a son or a child might have for their parent. So this is the type of love that Moshe Rabbeinu had, had for God and that every single one of us has on its, in a certain measure as well, that we have a sense that God is our father. And just like every child, on some level, I mean, especially if it's a healthy relationship, w- loves their parents so much that they would be willing to do so much for their parents that they would even be willing to sacrifice their very own life. So this type of second love that we have for God falls into this category, this category of the love of a child for a parent and this willingness to sacrifice our own lives. So again, the first love that's innate is this love of life and God as life. And the second love that's innate to all Jews is the love of a child towards a parent. So these, so again, so this idea of these loves being innate, it's something we're all born with. We don't have to work at it. We Finn spoke about it yesterday that if you're in doubt and you don't know if you have this love or not, or maybe you're faking it, 
we've been reassured and we've been told, don't worry about it. If you're Jewish, you have these loves and they are in you. So then comes the question, if these two types of love are innate and they're within us, we don't have to work at them. We just have it. We're, we were born this way, as I put in the title. So great. So maybe we don't have to do anything about it. Like why even mention them? Why is this at all something that is related to our service of God if it's just something we're born with? So we'll learn today that in fact, it very much is because yes, it's true that these two types of love are something that we are just born with and it's just something innate to us. And if we'd like, that's, you know, perfectly fine way to serve God is from this more natural state and this sense of this is how I was born. I love God and here I am. But if we want, we actually have the choice to take this innate love that we have and to make it something even higher and even more profound. So what does that mean really? Well, in simple English, and then we'll get into, it gets a little bit Kabbalistic, but nothing too crazy, is that if we keep the love on this like innate level and we stay with this innate level of love of loving God, this type of love is based in our emotions. It's based inside of our DNA. And it might not be something that we're super conscious of. It might not be something that we live with in this like awareness kind of way, in this like mindful kind of way that we walk around with this recognition that we have this deep love and sense of God. However, if we really work at it, what we can actually do is we can start to really, really take the time to meditate and recognize this love that we have inside of us and make it real and make it really, really profound. And interestingly enough, we do this through our minds. We do this through the power of meditation and intellect through our mind. And this power of meditation and intellect in our mind becomes our DAS, which we've used this term DAS before, which is, this is like where the knowledge is no longer just theoretical, but it's actually something very real. It's actually something that really applies to our lives. And then the knowledge becomes real and true for us. And it really seeps into our heart. So it's not just like this emotional kind of like hidden feeling like, yeah, I love God, you know, whatever. And it's somewhere deep inside of me. It's a true love that's inside of your heart. It's called Reuta de Liba. It's like in the love of from the depths of the heart. And it it translates in as passion. You feel passionate for God. So this is something which obviously is something that we do want to strive to to get to and that the ultra is really calling upon us to get to so he doesn't limit our capacities and he has very high standards for us he's he's basically teaching us yes as a jew you love god that's great you were born with that you didn't have to work at it but he, here you can achieve something even greater and as we'll learn in the text that when we do achieve something greater it actually isn't just like oh now we feel passionate about god and now that's a really great feeling but it actually affects the our service and it actually affects which world our service gets elevated to because as we learned we've learned previously in Tanya if you recall uh, several episodes ago we were discussing how like with different types of intention that we can have we can have our service our Torah and mitzvahs get elevated to various different worlds and you can go back and review some of those previous episodes to get into some of the technicalities around that so what we'll learn about today is that really uh, these two different types of awareness of love that we have whether we keep our our Torah and mitzvahs whether our the Torah and mitzvahs that we perform are stemming from this just kind of like innate feeling of love that we have, then our Torah and mitzvahs will rise to a certain level, namely the level of Yitzira, which is the second to lowest world. Uh, or if we really cultivate this intentionality in our 
innate love. And we really change, change this innate love so that it's not just like innate natural love, but it's actually something much deeper and more profound and more passionate. Then we can actually bring our Tarn Metzvahs to a much higher place and they can actually get into the level of Bria. And we'll actually learn that not only that, but that the source of these this innate love, while it might seem not so amazing at first glance, because it's like kind of like, it's not something really we have to work at, we'll actually learn that the root of this innate love actually comes from a very high place, from from the highest type of love of God, namely Avar Rabbah, the, the great love of God. So let's get into the text and see how the Ultra Rabbah explains this. And we can then maybe understand all of this in a more technical way. So the altar of it begins and he talks about, he brings up again, he says these two types of love that we've been talking about that again, these two innate loves that we have, which come to us as a, an inheritance from our forefathers. And it's like a nature in our souls. And so too, not only the love. So again, it's this love of God as our life force and the love of God as a son to a father or a child to a parent. It also, they also contain within them fear, which is, and this is something we've talked about in previous episodes as well, that these, this love is so, in order for it to be a true love, it must contain within it fear or awe that is as uh, encompassed within it, which what is this fear or awe is it's, it's a fear of being separate. God forbid, from the source of our life. So again, so it's, if we talk about that first type of love, the love of God as our as our life force, if you really love your life force, like again, if you really love your life, you love being alive, what does that translate into as well? What's a ramification of that? You hate being de- dead, right? You don't want to die. So there's always these two oppositional forces. So if we love God as our life force, we also don't want to be separate from our life force. And similarly, when we talk about loving God as our father, as a, as a child would love their, their father, then just as a child loves their father, they also don't want to be separate from their father, right? So again, that's the flip side of that coin. And God is our ultimate father. So if we relate to God as our father, and we want to be close to our father, the reflection of the fear base of that is the fear of not being close, God forbid, to our father. And so now the altar is going to explain that even though we've been calling these two types of love innate and natural, he says they're only natural. They're only just like innate when they remain inside of the mind and inside of the thought and in the recesses of the heart. And thus, in this sense, like when they just remain like kind of like intellectual, like they're just intellectual. It's not something that somebody feels passionately, but it's just something they're aware of. They're like, yes, I'm a Jew, so I love God. Of course I love God. And it's in their heart, but it's in this kind of hidden way. Then the place of these types, these love are in the 10 spheres, the 10 spheres of Yetzirah. Yetzirah is the world of formation. This is, again, the third world of the four worlds. So it's the one right above our world of Asiya. It's the second to lowest world. And so because the world of this these innate types of love is in the world of Yetzirah, that is where the Torah and mitzvahs, the person does, that is motivated by this in, these innate loves and fears, gets gets lifted up to. So like if somebody keeps Torah and mitzvahs, let's say you have a from Jew, a religious Jew, or even not a religious Jew, whatever, just a Jewish person who does a mitzvah. And why are they doing a mitzvah? Why are they learning Torah? It's just because they're Jewish. And it's because, you know, it's not that they're necessarily feeling this deep seated passion about God or anything like that, but they have this like sense that, you know, they, they, they recognize God is their life force. And they also recognize that God is their father. And so they're keeping Torah and mitzvahs out of these 
these considerations, this is going to cause the Rahoran Metzvah to rise up to the level of Yetzirah. However, now there's this higher level that can be achieved that when this love is not just like this intellectual kind of love and it's not just in the recesses of the heart, but it actually becomes revealed in the heart and it's called Reuta Deliba, which is an Aramaic term which comes from the Zohar, which is which literally translates to mean the heart's desire. So it's a very deep and passionate love that's inside of the heart. Then the the place of this love, this more passionate love, is in the ten spheres of Bria. So Bria is a higher world. Bria is the second to highest world. It's the world of creation. So rather than the world of formation, which is the world of Yetzirah, that's lower, the world of Bria is one step higher. It's the world of creation. And so thus, because this is the realm of this type of love, this is where the Torah and Mitzvahs that a person does that's motivated out of this passion gets elevated to there. So again, the way that would translate into real life is that let's say if you had a person, a Jewish person who did a mitzvah or who studied Torah, and it wasn't just simply because yes, they're a Jew and they recognize God and you know, blah, 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 whatever, but it actually, they cultivated a true awareness of God in a true way that translated into them really being passionate in the process. And their passion was felt inside of their heart in a revealed way. This would actually, um, this would actually translate into their Torah and mitzvahs being elevated up to um, to the world of Bria. And how does this happen? How does this happen that it, these the Torah and mitzvahs of such a person is able to come to this level of Bria, to be elevated to the level of Bria? Is because this the way by which the the this love comes out of hiding in the heart because it starts out again we have this innate love of god inside of our heart but it's concealed how does it become revealed it becomes revealed through the power of das so remember das is knowledge but it's not just like i know something in this superficial way but it's a really deep type of knowledge that it's like i intimately know something which we talked about that's why a union between a man and a woman like this case of like adam and eve in the bible is called das because it's a very deep type of knowledge and it's where the 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 thought gets really really implanted with a lot of strength and a lot and a very intense type of meditation that comes from the depths of the heart powerfully and frequently so this is somebody who really really meditates a lot and devotes time to meditating upon God and thinking about God how it is that God is actually our life force so that's related to the first type of love so it's like a person doesn't just take it for granted that God is their life force but they really think about it and they really like you know what are the ramifications of that as well as the fact that God is our true father same thing so it's a person really thinks about that what does that mean that God is our true father and he studies about that and not only this, now the altar is bringing up an, another point to kind of deepen this whole idea, is that it is known what is written in the Tikkunim, so the Tikkunim Zohar, that in the world of Bria, the supernal mother nests. So what does that mean, the supernal mother nests? So the supernal mother, so um, that is referring to Bina. So mother is Bina, right? So this is, we've talked about this before, how Chochmah is related to father. Chochmah is on the right side. Bina is the left side, the mother. And whenever we talk about supernal, what this really means is it's referring to the world of Atsilus, of the, like, the archetype of this power. So when we say the supernal mother, this is relating to Bina in the world of Atsilus. So what this is really referencing is the fact that every single world gets its energy from a certain place in Atsilus because Atsilus is the ultimate and 
life, life force and energy force of everything, right? So the world of Bria is, and we've talked about this previously, the world of Bria is all about the mind, is all about intellect, intellect and meditation and, and Bina and all that stuff. And because it's all about the minds and, and the souls there really sit and meditate about, about God in this intellectual type of way, that is a reflection of the fact that it receives its life force from the the energy of Bina in Attilus. So this translates into the aspects of really meditating upon the infinite light, who is the light, the life force of all life force. And this is reflected in a section of Patach Eliyahu, where it says, Bina Liba Uvahalev Mivin, which literally translates to mean Bina is in the heart, and with it, the heart understands. So there's a really profound connection between the mind and the heart. So it's interesting, and it sounds almost like paradoxical, that it's like the way that we arouse this passion in our heart is actually through our mind. And the mind, the, and specifically Bina, which is the power of understanding and meditation and contemplation, this is how you can arouse passionate feelings in your heart. Which really, if you think about it, makes sense. If you think about anything, if you want to really feel passionate and get worked up about something, the best way to do that is to think about something, right? Like the more you meditate on a subject, if you think about like your love of chocolate or um, your love of a certain place in the world or something like that, the more you think about that place, the more excited you're going to get. Like, let's say if like, there's actually been studies done that uh, people who uh, tend to travel spontaneously versus people who plan out their travel or plan out adventures, let's say, or do adventures spontaneously, the ones that plan it out actually have a better time, interestingly, which might not seem to make sense at first glance. It might seem like counterintuitive, but the reason being, reasoning behind it is that if you plan out an adventure months in advance, then you're not only going to be excited about the adventure when you're doing it, but you're actually going to be excited about the adventure for all of the months leading up to the adventure because you're going to be thinking about the adventure and imagining what it's going to be like and planning out all the details of what you're going to do. So you're actually experiencing the adventure far ahead of time versus if you just spontaneously pick up and go and go to the adventure, well, that might be fine and good. You're not going to have as much that that fun that you're going to have from the adventure is only going to be limited to that time frame. So, so too, when it comes to God, if we want to get worked up about God and we want to become passionate about God, that really is going to be through meditation and contemplation. The more we meditate, the more we use our minds to, and thoughts to meditate upon God, that's going to bring about that feeling in our heart. And then the altar bit concludes here and he gives us this another really powerful thing. And he says, not only this, but that these two aspects of love that we've been talking about, these two innate aspects of love that are natural and in the DNA of every Jew actually also encompass within them the aspect of Avaraba, which if you recall, Avaraba is that very, very, very high level of love that we said only comes to a person as a gift from God when their level of fear is complete. And this level of Avaraba is very, very great. And, and so thus, these two innate loves that we're talking about, they, we shouldn't just like minimize them. We shouldn't just say, oh, they're, they're innate, they're natural, so you don't have to work on them. They're not that great. They're actually much greater and they're actually much better than the intellectual type of love, which we talked about before, which is avat olam, which is the type of love that we attain through intellectual pursuits. So this might sound really complicated with all the different types of love and everything, but the basic message that the altar is giving us here is that 
on the one hand, we've been given this amazing gift through our forefathers, through God, where we have this love of God inside of us. We actually have two different types of love inside of us that encompass within them fear of God that we don't even have to work on. These are things that we are born with. Being, if you're Jewish, you have them. It's in your DNA, which is great. It's amazing. On the other hand, when we recognize the profundity, when we recognize the power of these lo these loves that we have, we don't want to just keep them on the level of them being innate, of them being natural. We actually want to cultivate them. We actually want to develop them. And what that means is that through developing them is through really becoming aware of them, through really meditating upon the idea that God is our life force, meditating on the fact that God is our father and really thinking about it and really, really, really thinking about what that means, how that translates into our daily lives. And the more we do that, we can eventually come to this level of where we can actually bring the, those innate loves out from concealment in our hearts and we can make them become more revealed, which will mean that we feel passionate about God. And when we feel passionate about God, that is a revelation of these types of love and that will reveal their true energy source, which is the true energy source is that they actually come from this level of our, of our Rabba, which is this like, very, very, very high level of love, which is something that usually only comes to a person as a gift, as a gift from heaven. And uh, and it, it's much higher than the type of love that a person can attain just in a natural way through their own efforts of meditation and contemplation, which will only get them so far. So I hope that was interesting to you and made sense. And tomorrow we will continue along these lines when we conclude chapter 44. And I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzhak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.